Hello and welcome to Fertility Springboard, the podcast series brought to you by Fertility Help Hub. I'm Eloise, founder of Fertility Help Hub, and over the series, I will be bringing you conversations with some of the most influential and inspiring professionals and experts around the world to arm you with useful and empowering thoughts and resources to ease your fertility journey. And don't forget to sign up to the newsletter to make sure you don't miss out on anything. It's packed full of inspiring interviews, resources, discounts and offers, competitions and real life stories. My guest today is celebrity yoga and Pilates instructor, Kristen McGee. Hello, Kristen. How are you? Hello. Thank you for having me here. Lovely to be speaking to you. And today we're going to be talking all about uh, mindfulness, wellness tips, general health, um, and the benefits of that and exercise for fertility. So um, can you tell us a little bit about you? Um, I know that you have worked with Health Magazine. You have a very impressive list of celebrity clients who you help uh, with yoga and Pilates. Um, And also you were the star of MTV. Is that correct? Yes, yes. I originally am from a small town in Idaho, and I moved to New York City in the early 90s to pursue an acting career. I went to NYU Tisch School of the Arts, and it was there that I discovered yoga. One of my teachers was starting our day with yoga practice uh, to get us connected to our breath, to help us with our speech, with our being present in the moment, especially as a theater actor, it's very important to stay present and be focused. And so much of the yoga practice is helpful with that. So that was my first segue into the yoga world. I fell in love with it. I started teaching yoga at the local, more or less health clubs in New York City, because uh, it was not really a, a mainstream thing back then. There was a few yoga studios. So I was teaching at a, at a couple of yoga studios in the health clubs, and it was there that I then discovered Pilates and went to get my Pilates certification as well. And I've always been so interested in these forms of movement. I, I truly believe that movement is medicine, and especially these disciplines that are all about connecting the mind and the body, uh, yoga through the breath. And Pilates through the breath and then also through the focus and the concentration. Um, So I started, I was teaching at one of the crunch gyms in 2000, I think it was like 2002 or three when an MTV producer happened to be in my class and asked me to audition to lead and choreograph the first MTV yoga video, which I did in 2003. And it was so popular, we ended up producing three more videos for MTV After that, that's when I kind of stumbled upon the celebrity uh, clients. I started working with Steve Martin and then Tina Fey, and the list goes on. And it's just been such an incredible journey for me to have found something that is just such an anchor and a, a, a way of life now for me. Amazing. And you're working with Amelia Clark and Jennifer Lawrence too, aren't you? Yes, yes. Amelia Clark, she is so fabulous. I first met her when she was doing, um, she was in New York City to star in the uh, Holly Golightly. I'm starting to, I'm uh, Breakfast at Tiffany. Oh, yeah. She yeah. was the lead in Breakfast at Tiffany's um, on Broadway and such a beautiful 
beautiful person. And it was when I was pregnant with my first son that I started working with her. And this was right when a Game of Thrones was kind of in its first or second season. So she hadn't really like super started at that point. Um, but just such a wonderful person. I loved working with her and Jennifer Lawrence as well. She's a fabulous person. She's so wonderful to work with. Um, I find that it, it is interesting again, because I came from the acting world and have a theater background, how important it can be for them in their lifestyle with, uh, the craziness and the the chaos that yoga and Pilates are portable exercises and, and routines that you can take with you wherever you go. You don't need any equipment. You don't need any, you know, huge amount of space. If you're just doing the mat Pilates, that is not the, the equipment, the reformer and all of that, but there are ways to, again, connect with yourself and to really tune in to what's happening internally so that you can find a way to navigate what's happening around you externally so that you know that you're always pretty much the captain of your own ship and you can use your breath as an anchor and it's that's where I found that it's really now been helpful through I think all of uh the ups and downs of of life and like you know I went through I started doing yoga in my college years and that transition from college into the workforce and going into, you know, finding your first apartment and your first job and your first career and then finding a partner in life, you know, the whole connection you first, you, you unite with yourself and then finding my husband and then it, it being so beneficial in my journey through um, getting pregnant. And now that I have children, even navigating being pregnant and postnatal and then navigating motherhood and being able to rely on my practice in all these different ways. Mm -hmm. Was it a stressful time for you when you were trying to get pregnant? It was stressful. I, I absolutely fell in love with New York City when I moved to New York and I became very focused on just becoming, you know, the best I could be. Once, uh, I, once I started giving up the acting dream, I just fell in love with with yoga and Pilates and teaching and bettering myself and all of those disciplines and also being able to share it with people and just notice how it can make such a difference in so many people's lives. So I was very focused on my career for years and I married later. I was 35 or 36 when I met my husband, 35, I think when I met my husband. So when we were married, it was, I was 37 and we started, you know, not even thinking twice about the fact like could I or could I not get pregnant but after a year or so at my age I finally went to a fertility doctor because I said well we're not pregnant yet and what should I do and that's when the doctors said you just at this stage in your life and the fact that I had always had somewhat irregular periods I danced as a young girl and I spent my period later in life and so I was never very regular. And at that point, the doctors were like, because you're not very regular and you're older, you just don't have a ton, like the odds aren't, like, you know, for you right now, like you really yeah. should consider fertility treatments. And so we did, I think it was a one, only one cycle of timed intercourse and that didn't work. And then another doctor said, you should probably just do IVF and just go for, the, they're like, just go for the big ones, just do it. 
So we did a round of IVF and it was so interesting because the first round failed, but the second round, uh, Hurricane Sandy hit New York City. Oh, wow. So for those who are not aware of fertility treatments, there's certain injections that you have to give yourself every night and mm -hmm. their medication is supposed to be refrigerated. And so Hurricane Handy sit, uh, hit and all of our electricity went out because all of my medication that was supposed to stay cold or refrigerated was now in this like limbo. First of all, I was like, oh my gosh, how long are we going to have, you know, be able to store this medication before we don't have, uh, you know, before the refrigerator gets warm. And then oh the doctor's office that I was supposed to be getting my treatments from happened to be under this huge crane that had fallen and they blocked off the entire streets uh, under, under this crane. So my fertility clinic had to shut down completely. It was very stressful. So thank goodness. Uh, and again, yoga to the rescue. I had been teaching yoga for fertility classes at the Reproductive Medical Associates. And it was a separate fertility clinic. I wasn't going to it, but I was teaching yoga classes there for women in, in my situation. So I called the clinic. They happened to still be open. I said, can I come in and just have everything looked at and checked. And when I got there, uh, the doctor said, you have 17 follicles or something crazy. I had all these follicles and they were like, you would be so crazy not to continue right now. So they mm -hmm. continued the treatment for me. And sure enough, that's how my first son, Timothy was, was conceived. <laughs> so Amazing. it was such a miracle, incredible uh, time. And I was lucky enough to a, be able to rely on my breath and just having something like yoga in my life to calm my nerves. But then it's so fascinating that I was already teaching something to other women to give them the coping skills to go through these, these uncertain times and these frustrate, frustrating times, because especially if you've grown up all your life and you want to be a mother and you think mm -hmm. you're going to be a mother and then these little roadblocks hit and you're just it's so like, whoa, why, why is this happening? I just always thought I'd be able to get pregnant and, and become a mom. And so you have so much wrapped into it and you just need something to help you breathe and to relax and to find a way to cope with it as best as you possibly can. So we finished 100%. out the, the treatment at RMA and then we, we saved the, the embryos and it was a couple of years later where I said, okay, you know, I would love to have one more child. And we did the exact same protocol, the exact same treatment that we had done with my first son. But then we were blessed with two more sons. <laughs> like, so both wow. of the, both of the wow. embryos were fertilized and both of them became my, my now my twin boys. So very, I felt very, very blessed and fortunate that um, I've been so lucky and I do think that having the complementary practices during, I think whether you're doing fertility treatments or not, I think during pregnancy, it is nice to have just some other things to rely on or during fertility treatments. Like I also went to acupuncture and I ate healthy. I did my meditation. I just did whatever I could to help me like, be in a very good space. And so um, in terms of how people can um, kind of try and de-stress and keep, keep 
be mindful, I guess, and do exercise as well to keep healthy, especially at this difficult time when um, we're all a bit cooped up. What would be your recommendations in terms of practices to try? And if someone isn't um, naturally great at yoga, is it a good time to start doing something like that, do you think? I 100% think it's a great time. I, the beautiful thing about yoga, I, and I often say it's like yoga finds you when you're ready for it. That And now especially the, with the, just the crisis, the pandemic, Yoga really is one of those practices that when you discover it, no matter how you enter into it, even if it's just a, it was at the gym or it's just a physical way to help relieve wrist pain that you're going through right now or, or back you know, you people discover yoga for different reasons or want to try and start doing yoga for different reasons. But I think no matter what, it does take you to a different place in a sense that it really teaches you how to use your breath and to mm -hmm. be mindful of your breath in a way that we're normally not conscious of. And because we can only breathe for ourselves, it is such a powerful tool to be able to tap into your breath. And all you really need is your breath. So once you say, okay, I'm going to try and do a little bit of yoga right now, the very first thing you could do was just start seated watching your breath or lying on your back, literally just inhaling, filling up your lungs and exhaling, letting all the air go. And typically in our yoga practice, we breathe in and out through the nose. It helps relax our parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest system. And it also gives the body somewhat of a, a warming quality. So when we are doing a practice, it keeps the warmth inside the body. So starting with just that simple awareness of the breath and manipulating the breath in a, in a positive way, lengthening your inhalation, lengthening your exhalation, learning how to breathe by using your diaphragm as opposed to a lot of people tend to just breathe into the upper chest or to lift their shoulders when they breathe as opposed to relaxing the shoulders and allowing the breath to really expand through the entire rib cage and abdomen. Mm -hmm. And so we start there. And once we get familiar with our breath, then we start to add movement and we can link the breath with the movement or we can hold a certain posture, hold a certain stretch and use that breath to allow ourselves to go deeper into the posture or into the pose. Typically think of traditional yoga pose. Maybe you think of downward facing dog or you think yeah. of something like pose right yes and downward facing dog is an amazing stretch for the shoulders the back the thighs you feel your abdomen working you get just an incredible feeling of energy even because it is a gentle inversion so your head is below your heart and you come into that pose and you start to just notice okay how are my hands pressing into the floor? What are my upper arms doing? Are they hugging my arm bones? Are my shoulders lifted away from my ears? Can I draw my front ribs towards each other on the exhalation to feel my deep core? Can I lengthen my hips up and back as I draw my heels down towards the floor to get a stretch in the back of my thighs? And it's so cool because once you're in a yoga pose and you start to tap into your breath, it's like you're just this little investigator of your body. And I think that's where it's helpful for anyone in times of stress, 
whether it be right now, whether it be if you're trying to conceive or you're, you know, a high school student, whatever it is, you can start to use your breath and find more space in your body and you can find more presence in your life and in your in the moment and it allows you to feel more capable and in control of your thoughts and your movement and your body and it's just such a wonderful uh, I think tool for everyone and you can even do yoga in a chair you could do yoga at your desk you could do you know, yoga, a couple yoga stretches in your bed when you first wake up. Um, you know, I'll do yoga with my kids all of the time, or I'll even watch them and they're naturally doing a lot of yoga poses on their own. Uh, wow. Tree pose is interesting because it's a standing balance posture. So you get to navigate like what happens to my breath when I try and hold something. And a lot of times we're holding a pose and we subconsciously hold our breath and we do that in life. Like we might be holding our shoulders at our desk and not breathing and all of a sudden realize like, oh, I, I can take a deep full breath right now. Um, so there's so many different, there's back bending postures in yoga that help us open up our heart and become more receptive. There's forward folds in yoga that help stretch the back body and take us into a more reflective mode. There's the balancing postures that help ability there's twists, which are so great for uh, unsticking the spine that can get kind of compressed and stuck throughout the day. Hip openers, which open up the trunk or the base of our, our house more or less and give us that freedom in our lower body and that strength and that support. Um, so there's, I just think that yoga is so great and it's it's really is accessible for anyone and, and all ages and all levels. And what about Pilates as well? Cause I know that's obviously a huge part of what you do as well as um, spinning. Yes. Pilates I fell into through the yoga world way back in the day. It was funny because some of my, um, directors in the health clubs would ask me just to sub a Pilates class thinking that yoga and Pilates were the same thing. And they're two separate disciplines. Yoga originated over 5,000 years ago in Asia and India. And I, mainly I think as, as a form of exercise for young men and for these yogis to be able to feel comfortable when they sat for meditation and Pilates was created by Joseph Pilates. He brought it to the States in the early 1900s. He had been working with prisoner of war veterans. And thus you see some of his equipment almost looks like kind of like hospital bed contraptions, like teaching really? people how to use their deep core muscles in order to initiate movement. Sometimes we use our limbs as opposed to leading from our center, from our core and our strength, our powerhouse is comprised of that deep core area that our abdominals. So I think Joseph Pilates was really onto that. And he, he studied some yoga. So you might see like a few yoga esque postures in his, his technique and in, in his method but he was all about 
really learning how to concentrate and focus. And he, his method was originally called controlology to control your actions through your center, through your powerhouse. So Pilates is very complementary to yoga because it does help us strengthen or connect to our, our deep core muscles. It's also great for, again, pre postnatal um, rehab for anyone who uh, is rehabbing an injury, who needs to come back to finding their center and, and can do a lot of these concentrated core exercises. It was very beneficial for me after I carried the twins. I carried them to 39 and a half weeks, which is quite long for twin pregnancy. And mm -hmm. they were each about seven pounds at birth. So I developed what is called diastasis recti. And that's all women have a natural little separation of the linea alba. That's the, the uh, fascial tissue that holds the rectus abdominis, which is your surface layer of abdominals together. During pregnancy, that naturally has to stretch and expand to make room for your growing baby. For a lot of women, depending on just how, you know, what pregnancy it is, maybe it's their third or fourth pregnancy, or they carried multiples like myself or their age, whatever it is, for some women, that tissue doesn't naturally come back together. So they'll find there's a gap along the linea alba, whether it's below the belly button, above the belly button. And so learning how to tap into that, the transverse abdominals, which is our deepest layer of core, which acts like a girdle, learning how to connect to that and strengthen that is very beneficial for people who have diastasis recti or for um, just for all of us, really, for the support of our back and for good posture and just, again, for the health of our diaphragm, right? Because our diaphragm and our core, everything is connected. Absolutely. So Pilates is another wonder, wonderful form of exercise for people. To be If you're not doing the equipment Pilates and you're just in your home, there's so many different moves you can do for the mat, for the Pilates mat exercises. And they constantly keep me challenged because I feel like strengthening the core is like a lifelong endeavor. <laughs> Definitely. And so for people who might be at home or starting to go back to work, maybe, um, what would you recommend? Like what would be your top tips um, as a takeaway and how could they find these resources and help um, online if it's virtual at the moment? For me, the past in the past couple of years, I feel like I had the best opportunity to come my way ever. I had always, I've always kind of developed with the times. So when MTV came out years ago, it was a physical VHS tape and then DVDs, and then I was creating my own DVDs, and then pretty much it was a streaming service or digital uh, downloads, and then streaming platforms, and then. I was hired by Peloton in 2018 uh, as one of their first yoga instructors. And if you're not familiar with Peloton, it is this incredible, innovative company that started with a, a bicycle, um, a stationary bike that's more than just a stationary bike. It has a flat screen TV on it, and it's bringing live, uh, vibrant instructors into your home in the moment so they have a cycling studio in manhattan 
people can come and take that class in person and the class is filmed right there live. And if you have a Peloton bike in your house, you can take class virtually with like all the students who are cycling right then and there and with your teacher live, which is amazing because the teacher can even see if you're there in studio and uh, on the stream and shout you out and say like, oh, hey, you know, Eloise, it's so great to have you here in class today or, or shout out your milestones. It's your hundredth ride. I have one and um, I do love it, but I've never managed to join a live one. I've always done catch up ones because I have to do it at very odd times of the night. The on-demand classes. Well, that's the beauty yeah. of Peloton as well is each live class gets stored in the library. So if you were to log on now as um, a, new pers- a, a new Peloton subscriber, you can get it on iOS or Android. The digital app is actually free for 30 days. And the, through the 30-day free trial, you can get a taste of the bike class, the cycling classes if you don't have a bike yet. But you can also do all of the yoga classes, all of the strength classes, all of the family content, all of the dance cardio. You can do the outdoor runs. You can do um, the meditations. So what's so cool about Peloton and why I was so excited to join the company a couple of years ago is, A, I think they're just fabulous and innovative. And I love the bike. I, I ride the bike, you know, four, four times a week and I do the outdoor runs and the the indoor runs when I'm near the treadmill, when I'm back in the, in the studio. But for those who can't maybe afford the bike yet, or who, again, right now we're all stuck indoors and we want to find ways to move and breathe and stretch and feel good about ourselves. There's so much content there. Like even the high intensity interval training sessions, the hit cardio where you don't need any equipment or the body weight strength classes where you don't need any equipment. Um, I think they can really keep people sane right now. I don't even know how many on-demand yoga classes I have there right now. Um, thousands. And then I'm back to teaching live. I have my first live class tomorrow evening from the Peloton Studios, New York. And so again, people can join me on a live class. They can take the on-demand classes. Um, but I really do think Peloton's such a fabulous community. You can line up classes to take together. You can high five each other on the leaderboard. It's a really special platform. Amazing. Well, people um, will be able to find you through the links that we'll include in the podcast. So thank you so, so much, Kristen. Um, It's been a pleasure having you talking with us today. And um, yeah, look forward to trying out um, a bit more yoga in the future. Oh, yay. I hope so. Yes, (laughs) yes, definitely. You have to take some and let me know what you think. Start with even just like a 10 minute beginner focused flow like the hips like I have a 10 minute beginner hips flow and it feels so good even at the end of the day to just do a nice little stretch and connect with your breath and it's wonderful so I hope I get to see you on the leaderboard too it'll be so fun (laughs) definitely definitely I I need to give it a go now I've told you that I've got a peloton no excuses (laughs) um so yeah thanks again lovely speaking to you thank you so much I appreciate it have a great day 